You're listening to the Athletic Motion Golf Podcast. I'm Mike Renato, and I'm here with my good buddy and co-founder in AMG, Sean Webb. We have one goal with this podcast, to help you improve your game. We're going to do that by showing you what the best players in the world do, and then show you how to incorporate those same moves into your own swing. And we're going to do it all in 15 minutes or less. Today's episode is brought to you by Live View Golf. We use the Live View Pro every day in lessons because it gives our golfers the necessary feedback for improvement. The Live View Pro is like having a swing studio in your pocket. It's a tool we recommend to anyone serious about improving their swing. Check it out at liveviewsports.com backslash AMG to get $40 off at checkout. All right, Sean, we're putting 15 minutes back on the clock. Today's topic is, well, it's the one shot. We took a poll a couple years ago uh, through our membership. So a little over a thousand golfers. So a pretty decent sized poll ranging in the handicap from a plus two to a 21, I believe. So a pretty wide range of golfers. The number one shot that golfers struggled with surprised both of us was mm. Take a guess. The fat shot. The fat shot. I would have thought it was a slice, maybe a hook, maybe low, something like that. It was the fat shot. Then we got to thinking about it and kind of asked a few follow-ups. And it's it's the one shot that you can't game plan for, right? Mm-mm. I mean, if no, you've you got, can't plan for it. If you've got 140 over water to hit the green and you hit it a groove or two fat, Guess what? You're reteeing that ball, or you're going up there and dropping. It's adding strokes to your score, so it's really not something you can kind of game plan for a slice or a hook to a certain extent. But when that fat shot comes up, and it doesn't typically happen on every swing, but when it does, it it's a uh, it's a dumpster fire for the scorecard. <laughs> you can thin to win, but <laughs> you, it's not fat to win. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said fat to win. <laughs> No, no, they didn't. And it's like, if you're hitting fat shots, I mean, every time you set up to the ball, you're just praying that you're not going to hit it It's a very unnerving feeling. And I I don't know about you, but I've, I went through a bout of that, you know, when I was younger and, you know, we, we, on my home course had about three force carries over ponds and that's, you know, it's just in my psyche. That's why I brought that up a little while ago. It's like, you have those three shots coming up. You're thinking about them three holes ahead you know <laughs> yeah yeah no, and you almost no didn't want to hit a good drive on those holes because you knew it was going to be so embarrassing and the odds were you know you just from a clean line in the middle of the fairway you dump one in the water just because you caught it a little fat you'd almost rather be oh, i missed that drive up i got to punch out of the trees or something and kind of save face but yeah it can certainly get in your head and and live in there for a while so there's a couple things that are really common with golfers who hit the ball fat yeah exactly had a gentleman in the other day was actually a teaching pro and pretty good swing and was saying that you know i'm I'm hit the ball pretty solid i'm 56 years old i'm still pretty long and still hit it out there around 300 everything's good i was like so why are you in today then what what do we need to do and he's like well i have those one or two swings around where the ball just comes out about two grooves too fat on the face and it cost me 12 yards and then you know it just wreaks havoc with my mind and 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 what I'm trying to do in my swing. So we we got the looking on a swing. We got him on the force plates. And can you guess what was happening? So, yeah. 
he's probably on his back foot at impact. He's on his trail foot. He's hanging back, right? No weight shift forward. That affects where the club bottoms out, and there's your fat shot. I'm assuming. Yes, he was transitioning. So he was going from downswing with the club or backswing with the club to downswing with 80% of his weight and pressure still on his back foot. Mm. And then he was hitting impact somewhere close to 50-50. Yep, that'll, that'll do it. Yep. And on the good shot. So he'd actually hit a couple heavy ones in the, in the, in the lesson. And on the good ones, he was a little bit better. So he was about 65%. So he had that variation, but every swing was coming from about 80% on his trail foot at the top. Yeah. And, and I, I get that a lot in lessons, you know, Mike and I both have the, have the, the, um, the privilege and are lucky to have some great technology. And one of them is a swing catalyst plate that the golfer stands on it's just a mat that's built into the floor that shows where the weight and pressure moves during the swing and you know it's been so ingrained in people to make a weight shift um on the backswing and obviously if you tell you know if someone thinks they need a weight shift they're going to overdo it because you know hey, a little bit's got to be is good a lot's going to be great <laughs> well they they shift you know their whole mass of their body and, and you know we've got a lot of videos of the difference between mass and pressure and it's such a huge deal in the golf swing when they start moving their whole body to the right, that causes some major issues because there's no time to get back. You know, we want a majority of our weight on our left foot. You know, we want our body to actually move to the left, especially our lower body on the downswing. There's just no time if you move a couple inches away from the target on the backswing. And when you do that, you've taken basically, you know, what's the root cause of a, cause of a fat shot? Well, it's taken the, the, the bot, the low point where the club bottoms out and you've shifted it behind the ball. Well, when you move your mass to the right, you basically shifted that low point back. You're either going to hit it fat or you're going to get tired of that, right? Cause your brain's really good at trying to do something for you to help you. It's going to, your arms are going to bend and pull in and you're going to hit a thin shot then. So those of you that are hitting thin and fat and think you got two different swings, you don't. And what happens, what just invariably, what's the golfer going to do to their ball position if they're hitting it fat? Or if the potential to hit it fat is always there? It, yeah, nine, uh, ten times out of ten, they move the ball way back in the stance. It's You know, it's a Band-Aid to get them through the round. Well, it actually, some. that causes them to hang back even more now because the, the ball keeps moving back in their stance and they'll catch it clean for maybe a week or so. And then exactly. fats again from a back ball position. So it'll go farther back. So it creates this. You, you got to run effect. out of real estate. You got to yeah. run out of real estate in your stance there after a while. <laughs> uh, eventually. Yeah. You'll be back there by your right foot or your <laughs> rear foot. And you, you're trying to, you're trying to hit it over a tree or something. And it's going to be quite difficult to do. I call that once it's back there that you get the lead foot bail out the, the front foot <laughs> yeah. bails out. Like they're trying to avoid it getting hit by a baseball pitch. That's too far inside. So the, <laughs> the fix do that. is, so the fix is, well, let's, let's first talk about the timing and why it happens. So most people that we've talked to, all right. So where's kind of take me to the half of the swing. Most people are going to go to the top of the swing because it makes sense, right? The ball's down there at the ground. Top of the swing, yeah. if you're looking at a clock, let's say the ball's at 6 o'clock, top of the swing somewhere around 12 o'clock. So it makes sense. The top of the swing's half of the clock. That's not the case. If you're looking at it time-wise, which the golf swing is about space and time, right? If you're looking at it time-wise, half of the golf swing is over at left arm parallel in the back swing. 
by the time you get to the top of your swing, 75% of your one second is over. So now you've got yourself, you've made that big weight shift. You've got, you know, you've, you've listened to the magazines and you've gotten yourself 80% on your back foot at the top of the swing. Now you've got to try to go back to the middle, back to 80% on your front foot in less than a quarter of a second. And mm-hmm. we don't see very many people, one, that can physically do that, two, that certainly can't do it consistently, and then three, that can do it consistently enough to hit solid shots every time. It's certainly yeah. not what the pros do. No, and, and this is one of those, you know, top swing issues or concepts, you know, and, and we're trying to upgrade your concepts on this show, right? That's what yes. the podcast is kind of for helping you with your, the ideas about the golf swing, because the ideas that you have in your head control what you do. So if you can upgrade what your mind thinks of the golf swing, you, you automatically improve. So I think the, the thought process that kind of has been pushed out there. And I know that I did it, you know, I, I posed, I was a, I was a diligent swing practicer, right? So I'd be at my house. I'm from, I'm from up North. I'm at my house looking at myself in a window every single night in my living room, posing my backswing. And, you know, I thought I was supposed to have the majority of my weight on my trail foot or my right foot at the top of the backswing. Well, that idea hurt me more than anything else because my timing was always late uh, into impact. So that idea of, of maxing out your weight on your back foot at the top of the backswing, that's probably hurt a lot of golfers over the years, wouldn't you say? A hundred percent. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, it's, and it's very tough to change that golfer with regards to you get so ingrained. Like we only know the timing of our own swings, right? I don't know what your timing is like. I only know my timing. And when, if you're listening to this, you only know the timing of your swing. So to try to convince somebody that they've got to change that timing when they've practiced for so long, unaware that they're ingraining a a late timing is very difficult to do without something that can be kind of, that can kind of make it tangible, like a, a pressure plate or even a squeaky toy or something like that. So it's, it's, it's not something that you're really going to go to during the course of a round, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So you're going to kind of be looking at other ways. Like I didn't lag it enough or I didn't do this or do that when it was simply a timing issue. And it's very difficult to, to change that during the course of a, of a round. Yeah. And and if you're one, you know, it's probably two different things we could look at here. So as far as concept base, so when you get to the top of your swing, if you're going to pose your swing, it's probably a good idea just to feel at the top of your swing. If you're at the top of your backswing at, you need to be about 50, 50 feeling with the pressure in your feet, not 80, 10, uh, 80, 20 or 90, 10 on the right foot. That's the first thing. And to do that, you have to make a, fairly centered pivot, right? So when you go back to the top of the backswing, don't sway your entire body to the right. Just kind of feel like you turn more centered over the ball. Now you're going to shift some pressure just by doing that to the right, which is good. If you stay centered over the ball, that's going to give you a lot better chance to get forward enough as you start down. Because like Mike said, we want the the pressure to be majority on our left foot at impact and even our hips to have slid some to the left in order to get in a good impact position. The hundred percent. So uh, you're exactly right. The, the concept there is moving your mass, moving your weight, moving your, your, your trunk, your torso, whatever you want to say. Some of us have larger torsos and, and trunks and midsections and others, but moving that, moving all of that mass takes time. It's very slow. 
So when you shift all that mass to the right in the backswing, you've got to slow it down, you've got to stop it, then you've got to change directions and make it go forward. Now, the problem with that is that club head is moving way faster than that mass. So that club head now is in head of the mass, right? It's the clubs moving ahead of that and our mass movement, our pressure movement, all of that's now behind the club, so it's late. Instead, you wanna move pressure and, and think of um, like a Barry Sanders cutback move. If, if he's going to make a, a cut left, he's gonna fake right, he's gonna he's gonna juke right, he's gonna put his plant his foot to the right and move his mass to the left. So he's moving those things opposite ways. We wanna use our mass to help us move forward in the golf swing, not backwards in the backswing. So you're, yeah. you're gonna do exactly what Sean said. You're gonna you're gonna have that more of a centered pivot, and it's gonna move about an inch or so off the ball. That's fine, feeling centered. And then you're gonna mm -hmm. be able to take advantage of all of that moving forward in the golf swing ahead of the club. Yeah, and, and um, over the years, Mike and I have played around with, with different drills and kind of the the staple drill for feeling where the pressure needs to be is, is what we call a shuffle drill. Mm -hmm. um, and you might see have seen a version of it, and we've, we've got a lot of videos out there on YouTube and on the membership site showing this drill. But just to give you a, kind of an overarching idea of how it works, so let's say you took your normal setup position with a 7-iron, put the ball on a tee, take your normal setup position, Stance shoulder width. Now move your left foot eh, maybe three inches closer to the right foot, three, four inches. As you're taking your backswing, as your arms get about halfway back into that kind of chest height position, I want you to shuffle your left foot toward the target where it would have been when you started your swing and fall onto that left foot. So once you do that, you're actually falling on your left foot as the club is finishing the backswing. And from there, you can go ahead and rip through it. And it's it's actually kind of difficult at first if you haven't been doing it, kind of like patting your head and rubbing your belly. But if you do it kind of slow and, and work yourself through it, it's amazing the changes that we see in lessons every single day by getting people to understand this drill because it's the basis for all athletic movement. I mean, Mike and I both played sports. That's why we named the company Athletic Motion Golf because you're swinging – a steel object or a, gra a graphite club for a wood around your body as fast as you can. And there's some athletic tenants that have to be in place to do that effectively. And one of them is you have to shift the pressure at the right time and get it in the right place. So you can whip that club around you fast and with consistency. Yep. We'll have golfers. Uh, if that's feeling awkward to golfers, we'll have them just set the club down, pick up a golf ball and just throw the golf ball in the net. And they're going to do that. See. It's amazing what they you are going to do that throws. perfectly, but they're yeah. going to move their pressure perfectly. They're going to, you know, rear the arm back as there's pressure shift to the rear foot. And then they're going to step forward as the arm's still moving back. And then they're already forward as the arm's coming through. You do that when you walk, you do that when you throw a ball. So it's, it's an athletic movement for sure, but it's like a, a very basic core athletic motion. And, once you can start to connect that as that club's moving around your body, you are going to feel something really cool in the golf swing. And you're going to re really say goodbye to those fat shots because you're going to be covering the golf ball more. Your chest is going to be on top of the ball. The hips are going to be on top of the ball as that club's coming down. And that low point of your arc there is now going to be out in front of the ball rather than behind it. And it's going to be a completely different sensation for you.
I will say real quick before we end up, I have been teaching some throws lately because I have been seeing some bad throws, Mike. So I had they're, to teach the step in the they're throw. Always and that bad tells throws. me a lot. <laughs> tells me a lot about the golf swing when they can't hit the then they can't hit the net in front of them and it's like ten feet across and ten feet high. We 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 take a step back and try to teach them how to throw. We go we go to the putting green. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. That's uh, we went about thirty seconds long. Uh, it's an important oh. topic though, and getting the ball off the club face solidly without the ground in the way is a big deal for a lot of golfers and it is going to run up your enjoyment of this game if you can do that more consistently so sean anything else we need to cover with that yeah if this, if this helped you out or you know somebody that keeps laying the solid over it you get tired of playing with them because they take too long uh please <laughs> if please you're asking share, for a friend <laughs> yeah yeah share this with them um send it to them text it to them whatever we're trying to help as many golfers as we can and you can help us do that Thanks, guys. We'll see you all in the next one.